And I'm Susie, and this is The Coaching Cast. We are the no-nonsense podcast chatting about the things impacting you at work right now, helping you to survive and thrive in today's ever-changing workplace. We discuss different topics each episode, sharing our ideas, hints, and top tips from our experiences of working in the corporate world, running our own businesses, and also being qualified coaches. We also try to have a few laughs along the way too, because taking yourself too seriously is just bloody boring. We really hope you enjoy listening. In today's episode, we're talking about empathy and empathy at work. So we're going to be talking about what empathy means, why it's different to sympathy, big deal and how you can incorporate it more in your work. So stay with us and enjoy. So before we get into chatting uh, about today's episode, all about empathy, cracking topic, Susie, tell me what's happened to you. Come on, something must have happened to you in the last week. Yeah, it has. Yeah, I've got a story <laughs> for you. <laughs> She doesn't we disappoint. Didn't, she doesn't disappoint. We didn't thing. even set that up. Like Lisa doesn't know what the story I'm about no, to tell. Her. Like don't. this has not even been set up. Like no, uh, this is just my life. Like st- things just happened to me. We've been chatting like, for an hour before recording this, and actually I've heard about a few other things. So goodness knows that the fact there's something else. So this is exciting times. Go on then, hit me I with know. it. What's happened to you? Okay, so um, last week I went to Birmingham to deliver a workshop. For an organization um it was really fun really loved doing it right face to face but I had to stay over the night before so that I was there on time also was a train strike this is nothing to do with the story but I went on the National Express how like cool am I going on the bus to Birmingham I thought I was mega cool thinking outside the that's box. not what I thought to be fair when you tell bullshit me bingo <laughs> but I thought you were getting the coach to Birmingham I wasn't thinking that sounds I cool. was like I client work I will be there no matter what given the train strikes I will be there so I went on the National Express it was actually really fine like only took an hour and 45 it's got wi-fi I was all over it yeah fair anyway. enough Anyway, that's not the story. Big up um, to the anyway, National Express so, service. Big up to the National Express. So I arrived in Birmingham, perfectly fine. Um, got to my hotel, all good. Stayed the night, all fine. Got up the next morning, um, got ready, had a bit of breakfast, ordered an Uber to take me to the location, okay, to run this workshop. Had all my stuff. So I had a suitcase, a little bag and my handbag. So three bags in total. Anyway, Uber arrives. I was like, great, this is it. Guy was like, oh, um, the boot's not working. Like the catch on the boot's not working. So do you just want to put um, your suitcase on in the footwell on the back, like in the back and you know, the bags and stuff? I was like, yeah, cool. So I opened the door uh, at the back, put my suitcase in the footwell put my other bag on the seat and thought oh I can't get in now so I'll need to go around the other side to get in the car so shut the door and as I shut the door he drove off (laughs) my bag's in (laughs) what and I'm not in the car I've still got my handbag thankfully at this point but he just drove off and I was like oh for god's sake so I was like so my first thought was (laughs) Okay, 
I've still got my laptop. I can still do this workshop. So that was my first thought. Is in my handbag. I was like, that's fine. Yeah, I was like, so basically... What do you mean he drove off? How far he did he drove go? off? He just sped how... off, went off, drove off down the road. What? What? He hadn't registered. He hadn't realised I wasn't in the car. Oh, so he actually created quite a distance. I'm assuming at this point. Yeah, he just, he just sped off. Like went, and it was like a corner. He went around a corner pretty quickly, and he was <laughs> off around that corner and gone. With my luggage. <laughs> I was like, You didn't go really running after him. It. You didn't go yes, running after him. Like, oh. I was like waving. And he was he didn't see me. Anyway, so go on well, the Uber app. This does not bode well for Uber. I mean, what does this tell you about the, an Uber driver? He doesn't even know his, his passengers well, in the car. So I got my Uber app. I'm like, drive find the driver detail, blah blah blah. I was like, right, ring the driver. So ringing the driver on my phone, no answer. I was like, this guy's just gone with all my stuff. Like, I've never seen this person again. And I was like, right, what was actually in it? Like, everything I need to deliver this workshop is on my person. So I'm fine. I was like, but, you know, I've got some clothes in there, a pair of trainers. Your makeup. Your makeup. There, which, as we know, makeup costs a lot of money. I was like, oh, it's not ideal. But there's nothing like you know my a massive massive value like my I still have my iPad on me like you know all my like tech stuff anyway this is your actual reaction were you not having an absolute meltdown on the side of the road I'd be fuming <laughs> no because my first thought was I still need to do this workshop like Fair I enough. need to I need to deliver this workshop have I still got everything on my person to do that the answer to that was yes so I was like okay that's the main objective here like that is what I'm here to do so I was like don't get me wrong I was like this is really not ideal I was like for fuck's sake I could do that this anyway <laughs> so I'm on the app I'm on the uber app right wrong the driver no reply I'm like for god's sake people are then seeing what happened and they're like I can't believe you just drove off what an idiot like I was like yep I know and then I'm thinking what an idiot I am like this would only happen to me <laughs> next minute I'm on the on the uber app I can see the car is like turned around and it's coming like it's coming back up the road that I'm stood on so I'm thinking he's clocked that I'm not in the car I would <laughs> right? hope so by this point but this I mean like about eight minutes has gone past I'm like how has he not realized I'm not sat in the back of the car anyway he reappears and I'm like hello hi and he puts his window he's like and he, he was mortified like, he was really what he was like I am so sorry. I thought you were in the car when the door shut. I was like, no, you told me to put my suitcase in the foot footwell. I couldn't then get in. I had to go round to get in the other side. I was like, so no, I wasn't in the car. And then you just drove off. And he was like, I'm so, so sorry. Like, I have never done that before. I'm really sorry. He was dead apologetic. Like, you could tell he was, like, what mortified genuinely. What anyway, so then I was like, okay, I'm going to get in the car now. So, like, just stay there a second so I'm like get in the car and I am actually laughing at this point because I'm just like this is ridiculous and he was like laughing as well he went I just looked up I was like why is the passenger ringing me like so I recognized your number I was like why is she ringing me and I looked in the mirror and I was like and you weren't sat there <laughs> <laughs> it's so pretty this is like the best I think this is the best story you've ever brought to the coaching cast I think it's the best story you've ever told me I just, I think out of everything, I mean, fine, you've had some funny things happen to you. Steve obviously scared the crap out of you last week, but this, this tops every story. <laughs> anyway, so off we go. 
I hope you didn't expect a bloody tip. Location, no. But then we got there. I did make a joke. I was like, right, the door, there will be two door closures. Mine, when I get out of this car, and then I will go round and get my luggage out, and then there'll be a second door closure. At that point, you can drive off. He was like, okay, okay, yeah, I've got it, I've got it. Like... I was just like, oh, for God's sake. Anyway, it was fine. I made it fine. The workshop went fine. Everything was okay. I had all my luggage. Um, and then, yeah, I made it back on the bus. I made it back on the National Express to Manchester. All was good. But that happened to me. And I was like, of course that happened to me because weird things like this happen to me all the time. <laughs> that is just the best story. Oh, I love it. Yeah, that's I think that's topped. If we were going to do like, we talk about having like the the best bullshit bingos of every season. I think we should start doing what is the best story of every season. That has got to be the that's the winner of this season. That is hilarious. Honestly, I can't believe it. That's just so good. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. I'm like, is there a lesson in that story somewhere? Just check. If you are an Uber driver that your passenger is in the car, I don't know, but it's odd. Anyway, how have you been? Well, How's the injuries? I've got literally nothing that can even come close to matching that one. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm good. My hand's pretty much healed up now. I'm showing my hand to the video camera for anyone listening only. If you want to see my healing progress, you'll have to go and watch the episode on YouTube. Yeah, no, it's a lot better now. Good. I've gotten over both my physical and my mental wounds from the accident. Yeah, how is the PTSD? Yeah, not too bad, actually. I stopped That's reliving crazy. the moment I fell and staring at my shredded hand um, a couple of nights ago, at least. So, yeah, I'm all right now. I've moved on. <laughs> um, so, yeah, no, I'm, abs- I'm good. Everything is, everything's gravy here, to be quite honest. I'm, I'm having a wonderful time. The only thing that happened to me was... Uh, that I did think was funny, but mainly funny that I got lured into it was I've I've started to initiate my my singing career here in South Africa. What? So I went. Oh my to, goodness! Um, t- tell me more. I went to pick up a prescription from the chemist uh, for my husband a couple of days ago, and uh, sang to the cashier. On her request, I might add. She, I was wearing my one of my favourite Bruce Springsteen t-shirts that is the cover of the Born in the USA album, which right. if anyone knows is the famous image of the man from behind with his jeans on. I think that's correct. Anyway, with the hand in the pocket and there's an American flag in the background. Anyway, the cashier I was paying for the prescription said, how does that song go again? <laughs> and I was like, oh, what? Bruce Springsteen song, Born in the USA. She went, yeah. I was like, what, you're asking me to sing it? And she went, yeah, how does it go? And I was, I just fell for it. So I just started singing, like in this chemist. And she she just kind of sat watching me while I just repeated the chorus. I was really like, this is so weird. And there was another woman in the queue. I mean, and she just kept looking at me like, and I was thinking, has she got this yet? Has she got twig which song it is? Anyway, I stopped and I was like, I can't believe you just got me to sing in public. And she oh was just goodness. like, she was just like, yeah, I get the song now. I was like, oh, good. Yeah. Brilliant. Just walked out going, I can't believe I just did that. It was so bizarre. Why did I? Yeah. Oh my God. If I'd been there, I literally 
<laughs> would have died because do you know what one of the things is I find most uncomfortable is when people burst into song unexpectedly <laughs> in, in weird environments well like there we go talking to someone and they literally burst into song like there was a scene once on X Factor do you remember X Factor many years oh ago when God. it was good of course I remember X Factor and Nicole I remember pop stars pop stars the rivals come on and Nicole Scherzinger just like used to burst into song randomly all the time, like when she was talking to people, like really like over the top. And I used to hate it. It used to make me cringe so much. And like now it's like a thing for me where I'm like, you don't need to sing. Like now I get it. And like if I'd been there, that would have been <laughs> hilarious. Wow. I would have been like, what? But fair play to you for literally just bursting into song. I mean, it's quite a confident stance and response. I, you know, I, although it makes me feel uncomfortable, <laughs> I actually celebrate you for being like, no, I'm going to just crack on here and burst into a bit of, you know. I think it made singing. everyone feel uncomfortable, if I'm being perfectly honest, <laughs> at the time. The cashier, me, the lady stood in the queue, whoever else was in the pharmacy at the time. I mean, it was a bizarre moment and awkward I don't know. I just, this goes to show, if you ask me to do something, clearly I just do it without thought, which is a little bit stupid, but there we go. If Dom had been there, he would have literally died. So he's the same as you. He can't cope with any sort of, any sort of a demonstration of creativity in a slight outward extroverted kind of way. I think he just wants to come up and die. So he would have definitely done it. And obviously Robin Terry can't even watch me on screen let alone watch me in person. So he would have, my dad would have definitely not coped either. So yeah, that's about the most exciting thing that's happened to me this past week. Well, I'd say that's pretty. That is a pretty good story as well that you've brought there. I would say we're on we're on point this week no, with sorry. our stories. That's good. <laughs> you stood in the street with an Uber driver, scoop, <laughs> screeching away with your stuff. It's definitely the best story of the week. You win this week if we were going to do oh. it this week. Is this how we're going to run for next season? Are we just going to say who can bring the best stories possible? For I, their know. Weeks? I know. I know. That is hilarious. That is so funny. <laughs> Right, so shall we get chatting about chat chatting chatting? I can't speak. Oh god! Shall I get chatting about empathy? Um, yeah, because I needed more empathy from my Uber driver. That was for sure. So <laughs> let's do it. Let's go. <laughs> empathy is good for business. An increasingly needed and important business skill that is known to improve retention, drive innovation, develop positive relationships and support well-being. Susie and I are big fans. However, it has been a skill that has been traditionally overlooked in its link to job performance. What do we actually mean when we are talking about empathy? Well, having an empathetic approach means having the ability to understand the needs of others, being aware and acknowledging their thoughts and feelings. So let's talk about this in a bit more detail, bring it to life, both in terms of our experience, our understanding and how we feel we utilise empathy. What, Suze, is your understanding of it in the workplace? So my understanding of empathy in the workplace and also my experience of empathy in the workplace is that first and foremost, it is the basis of really good high quality relationships. And I'll talk about why that is in a second. I think it's often something that, um, as you mentioned in the intro there, can be overlooked in its importance in um, creating great connection with other people um, because it's quite intangible. So even when I was thinking about like, well, how do we explain what empathy actually is and bring it to life? 
it took me a while to really think about like actually how do you describe it how do you kind of show what it is so the things I came up with in terms of what it can look like is things like you know I'm sorry to hear that when someone's talking about perhaps something that's going on for them or how they're feeling that day because essentially like empathy is your ability to detect and understand other people's feelings Mm. and if you were a bit like if you were in their shoes trying to put yourself in their shoes and in their perspective of perhaps what's going on for them right now like how would it feel Mm. um and trying to kind of yeah empathize with perhaps where they're coming from how they're feeling how they're experiencing something so yeah you could demonstrate it in the workplace by saying things like you know I'm sorry to hear that or I understand and actually truly understand trying to understand that intent is truly to understand Mm. how they're feeling you know where they're coming from as, as I've mentioned and I think if you do that that's a great foundation for building connection and for building good working relationships in the workplace and that's been my experience whether that's relationships with line managers or bosses or senior leaders or relationships with colleagues friends in the workplace you know suppliers even whoever it is um trying to have that element of empathy has really worked for me I think as well and it's something I still do now like even though I don't work in an organization I work for myself Mm. I am quite an empathetic person and I try and lead with trying to understand first and foremost before I make a judgment whether that's trying to understand yeah god that's that situation was really tricky that that person's articulating to me Mm. they're telling me they're feeling x about it or their reaction has been this to it and then thinking if I was in that reaction how how in that situation sorry how would I feel what would my reaction be yeah probably something similar okay yeah so I can understand what they're saying like Mm. so that is for me how I kind of bring it into my work now even though I don't work in an organization so yeah that's my experience of of empathy in the workplace what about for you I think empathy and sympathy can often get confused yes and I think they are very different things I think I'm always really conscious about when I'm using it myself being confident that I'm using either of them in the right way and at the most relevant appropriate points because I I think empathizing is as you've described it's about understanding and acknowledging and even I would add appreciating how others are feeling about anything in a given moment and giving them the space to be able to process that, go through it, share it, and to be heard and to be listened to in that respect, which to be able to support an individual in that way, you will have had to have created a safe space for empathy to exist in the first instance. And that takes cultivating around you yourself showing up empathetically and therefore showing up in a way that enables people to feel able to share with you that takes trust to be able to do that which we've talked a lot about before and that's then what cultivates the connections so that actually you're encouraging people to be able to be themselves and to to be human 
but that yeah. requires you to be that way too. <laughs> yeah. Um, being sympathetic is different because being sympathetic is I've been there and I feel that way. There's exactly. that ele- there's that element of comparison and even to some extent, I think pity. And I think pity can yeah. come from I think we use pity in quite a negative way because there's an element that sounds condescending, doesn't it, when you talk about pity, but I don't necessarily think it always has to be in that sense. But I think sympathizing, and I know when I say I know when I use the two terms, I'm empathetic and I try to show empathy in situations that I can only listen and seek to understand through another person's perspective, but I can't possibly say that I I'm, I get the feeling and that I feel it too because I'm, I'm not them and I don't necessarily, or I haven't necessarily experienced exactly what they're going through. Whereas sympathising, I think, gives that suggestion that actually you haven't just tried to wear their shoes in a certain situation you may have worn them completely and yeah that, you know and even that isn't a factually accurate statement anyway because even if you've experienced a scenario that sounds the same as somebody else it will never be the same because no. you're different people and that's impossible so you can't both say oh yeah I've been in a car accident so have I oh well, we've experienced the same thing you know that's not true because even in a car accident, you'll have variations. But you know what I'm saying. So I, I think that's why it's being clear on what the differences are between the two of them and when you would utilise or adopt one over the other. But I think if you're really trying to build a connection and a relationship with an individual, I would always be wary of being sympathetic because that puts too much of the focus on you as a person and not Agreed. the other person because you yeah. become too fixated on your own feelings and experiences yeah. and actually that doesn't enable you to fully support the other person and be there listening and giving them their full your full focus yeah definitely you know and the key thing here in empathy if you take anything away from this episode today cbbs i would say it's about your ability to put yourself in the other person's shoes to try and understand where they're coming from yes and actually that as lisa's rightly articulated there that isn't sympathy sympathy is about um those feelings of you know as you mentioned with pity which i know is quite a strong word and they're not kind of having that step in where you are then thinking about okay what is it like to be in their situation you miss that bit out yeah and you make it what... about you exactly I and... suppose it's like saying empathy is about putting on their shoes and seeing what it feels like and just appreciating their position sympathy is wearing your shoes and stomping all around in their space with them on exactly <laughs> like it I love an analogy I've been sitting here so, trying to think of what an analogy could be that's appropriate. I'm hoping that works anyway. So in respect of empathy then, and like we're talking about, put on somebody else's shoes and see what it looks like, feels like from their perspective. Like, why do you think this approach is now growing so much and being talked about so much within workplace environments and in the rhetoric around work and culture? Well, I think it kind of touches and, and actually links back um, to some of the stuff we talked um, about with Helen in last week's episode on hybrid working, mm. which is because, you know, 
the world, our society, our working environment, our culture, we've been through such a significant change with the pandemic. And that's changed a lot of how, what we value as people. We didn't have a lot of connection in those years where we were in lockdown. Um, and they were years, although I keep forgetting that. Yeah, I yeah, 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 it's crazy. It has been years, you're totally right, it's nuts, isn't it? And so I think coming out of it, we now crave, or we now value connection with people and a lot more and the mm. research does back that up as well and so empathy really plays in to creating connection with with other people and so that's why I think it's becoming more um prevalent in the workplace because that need for connection in the workplace is becoming more because of what we've all been through yeah. and even just with the piece around hybrid working people going back into the office in order to feel connected to either the organization or who they're working with or you know, wanting to see people face to face, that is all about connection. Yeah, because I think the pandemic was a trigger point for so many different things. And actually, everyone's experienced an awful lot of challenging times over those years. But I think this is where this plays in so nicely, because this is where we've all gone through a challenging time the wrong thing to assume is that it's the same one. Actually, everyone would have experienced it very differently. And I think that's where this is so applicable. To sympathise would be inaccurate because, and I know this, it got thrown around quite a lot, possibly in the first year of the pandemic in 2020, when, do you remember people were talking about we're all in the same boat? And people yeah, were but... saying, you've got to stop using that because it's factually inaccurate because we're missing out on the fact that actually everyone's yeah. boat is different or whether they were trying to articulate that everyone's experience of the sea was different. God knows. I think the point was the boat actually. Um, but I think that, I don't think I've clarified this very well, now. <laughs> but I think th that was the point that was being made, which is yeah. be careful to generalize and brandish everyone with the same brush over experiences because we're all different and we all experience things differently and actually even when the perception is the scenario is the same for all of us it's not it's the same event but how that event is then playing out for everyone is totally different for I sure. think that's where empathy started getting talked about a hell of a lot more because of the way in which leaders were having to acknowledge and appreciate every individual and how they were coping with the pandemic as it was occurring and how they yeah. were having to flex to it. Yeah. And remember, you know, empathy is not just specific to the workplace. You know, empathy also forms the basis of good relationships outside of work as well. 100%. And having that empathetic approach, you know, can work wonders in personal relationships, friendships, etc. So, you know, it's not exclusive to the workplace. It's got many ways that it can be oh, used. Oh, God, totally. I think this yeah. is where some of my, I think, more challenging friendships historically have been where, you know, you go out with a girlfriend, you go and have a chat, and you want to offload, and you want to get off your chest what you're going through at any particular moment. And the friend, with all good intention but it's misguided. And I think this has only started to really come clearer for me since I've studied qualified in coaching and started practicing as a coach. It's that 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally get that. Yeah, yeah, I totally understand. Yeah, that's happened to me before. Oh yeah, yeah. I know what I did in that circumstance. I tell you what you used to do. And rather than go, I hear you. And just allow you to be listened to. I think that can be the real, another really good distinction of the empathetic approach. And I'm not necessarily saying it's a sympathetic approach, but the misguided approach of, I want you to feel as though you're not on your own in this. So I'm now going to share with you my experience, but that's not necessarily what you're looking for. Actually, just having the opportunity to talk to someone and have them listen to you enables you to feel less alone. You don't need them to say, yes, yeah, me too. Yeah, exactly. And that's what a lot of people like, slightly off topic but that's what a lot of people use coaching for Mm. like because if you listen to our podcast you you know we are both qualified coaches but you might be like I don't really know what coaching is but that's what a lot of people use coaching for it's actually just that safe space to just be listened to without anyone interrupting them without anybody making a judgment about what they're saying just to literally get it out and kind of help them themselves make sense of it so whoever you know if you're new to this podcast or you're new to the world of LD and coaching and personal development you're thinking what actually is this coaching malarkey (laughs) that is exactly what it is and that is how it can help and empathy plays a big part in that and you know you do find that people who are good coaches have very good like natural empathy anyway because that's just what they're naturally tuned into so you tend to find them more in that space of, of working the good ones <laughs> good ones we won't get into the not so good coaches, <laughs> but yeah because we've all experienced them uh that's for that sure that is a like whole other episode actually we did a whole about episode themselves. about about credible coach credible coach episode in season two i think it was with victoria we Barker. did we yeah, did absolutely. do a whole episode yes. on it yeah anyway. you are right empathy is a huge core principle of good quality good, authentic good coaching yeah yeah so sure. so how talking about empathy then let's let's move it along how can we help ourselves to be more empathetic if we want to grow our empathy skills well, I think building off what I've just said, actually, my first thing would be listen without interruption. Yeah. Like, no more complicated than that. But it's actually quite hard to achieve. Yeah, because, it is. You know, <laughs> we do it you on really this... care about the person. If you really care about someone and it's that, it's that hold back the temptation to run in and save them. Definitely, definitely. And you know just being fully present have giving that person your full attention that is phone away if you can like you you know listen you don't interrupt you let them fully finish I know we do it sometimes because we're in full flow and we're like "Ah." and you know it's hard like it's a skill not to interrupt and to listen well but actually if you're wanting to bring more empathy into your approach either in the workplace or outside of work as we've mentioned the first thing you can do in terms of how you do it is to listen without interruption first and foremost um I'd say the other thing is to try and actually give the opportunity to check in with people and just show a sincere interest in other people Mm. you know just be like how are you today or you know what's going on like just show a sincere interest in somebody and just check in with them um and then you've got to really listen in terms of what they respond back to you and and obviously try not to then, then to interrupt um but that's another way that you can 
try and be more empathetic I think in your in your approach mm, absolutely I think that the first thing you said and I the irony has not escaped me that you said listen without interruption and I jump straight in there with my enthusiastic <laughs> approach <laughs> the passion and the excitement was too much so I apologize I'm not actually walking the talk here today CB well we are all I've just done it there we're all work in progress <laughs> we are all work in progresses yeah we're all whips um I think that has got to be the first one is listen without interruption and really genuinely like listen to fully understand so we don't mean listen without interruption so you just switch off <laughs> but you're still present but your focus is fully on the other individual like you say I think the other things are built off what I said before which is really avoid the urge to one relate it's not about relating in terms of finding seeking a similarity because actually that's not what this is about so I think it's avoiding the urge to relate and avoiding the urge to fix like save I think they're also really important as well and I think people there are top tips for you so I think that's naturally brought this to um, a wonderful conclusion around how you too can try to be more empathetic whether that's in work or as Susie pointed out at home because actually this is a skill if you start building it it becomes a habit and it'll positively positively influence all your relationships I think what you've got to watch out and this is a, a watch out from my experience is the more you learn about being empathetic the more you identify and become aware of those who are not empathetic around you and I know that I fall into the, tra to the trap historically of therefore then becoming very frustrated with others who are close to me if they're not showing me empathy <laughs> um okay. because of my point before of I just want to be listened to I'm not asking for advice yeah I'm not asking to share in your experience I will do that in a moment but can I share mine first um so it's just a watch out um and be kind to yourself and to others because as we've just said we're all learning and it's an awareness piece that people just that might not necessarily know about yet but their intention I'm sure is a good one so yeah. Susan and I will wrap up our top tips as per usual and share them at the end of this episode It's now time for Bullshit Bingo, where we call out phrases which get commonly used in the workplace, which, quite frankly, make us cringe. <laughs> our Bullshit Bingo today is one that came from our followers on both Instagram and also on LinkedIn too. So it is a popular one. Uh, this came in a couple of times. So are we ready? Yep. Are we ready to hear what it is? Okay, on, it is circling back to things. <laughs> God, yeah. I just immediately roll my eyes circling back to things circled those eyes there right there um yeah I've heard this a lot in my corporate career I have yeah. to say like let's circle back to circle back let's circle back to this or let's circle back to things okay so where you know where are we what we do yeah this is a really really common one hence why we've probably got uh multiple replies for this one as an answer to our call out for bullshit bingos yeah it's a good one it is a good one circling back to things 
It's funny, isn't it? I just think, oh God, I don't know why it just the immediate reaction for me was a roll of the eyes. It really felt like a roll of the eyes. <laughs> I think it's because I'm sure I've been in meetings where someone has used this and I'm literally like, really? We're going all the way back there again? I think that's why. <laughs> I think that's what it reminds me of when you're literally like, do we have to labour that point anymore? Or have we not already covered that? Or I thought we'd already put that to bed. Oh my God, that is not one that we've used. Bullshit bingo, no one's offered put oh! it to bed. Oh. Right. There's one within a bullshit bingo. I've done it. Put that to bed. That's a good one. (laughs) Not taking away from circling back, but put that to bed is a good one. It is. It is a good one. So if you've got any other (laughs) great bullshit bingos, come on, CBBs. We need to hear them so that we can feature them in a future episode. There is actually only two more episodes left in this season. How is there only two left? I know. So keep them coming. You can send us a DM on Instagram at the coaching cast. If you are in the moment and you hear one in a meeting, quickly note it down and send us a DM. Or you can email us at hello at the coachingcast.co.uk and we'll pick the email up or drop us a message on LinkedIn. Lisa and I are both on there. So whatever you prefer. Uh, and we will make sure that they are featured in a future episode. <laughs> We are coming to the end of today's episode where Susie and I have been exploring the topic of empathy and how to be more empathetic at work. Our top tips and recommendations from today's episode are, number one, listen without interruption. So really focus on giving your full attention and being fully present. And that's doing so earnestly. No switching off. (laughs) Number two, exercise sincere interest so really think about wanting to learn and wanting to fully understand and being curious mine and Susie's favorite word and thirdly avoid the urge to a relate and b to fix or save so I think when it comes to self-coaching questions for this week the main one to focus on is really thinking about how can you listen better I think that is the foundation for everything that we've spoken about today. So really think about how can I listen even better and give my full attention? What one thing could you do differently to improve both of those? So don't worry if you can't remember the top tips, all those questions, all of that will feature on our Instagram page at The Coaching Cast this week. We hope you've enjoyed today's episode and have some new ideas to take away and try for yourselves. If you've got any questions, thoughts or feedback, we love to hear from you and you can contact us in three ways. On email, hello at thecoachingcast.co.uk, on Instagram at thecoachingcast and you can also find us through our website, thecoachingcast.co.uk and can get in contact with us there as well. Your support helps us more than you know. So if you've liked what you've heard today and would like to help us grow this podcast, please do us a favor, leave us a review on the Apple podcast app. You have no idea how important these reviews are. Also hit subscribe wherever you listen and give us a follow as well on Instagram at the coaching cast. Don't forget, you can also watch each of these episodes on our YouTube channel by searching for the coaching cast. We both love music and we use it to motivate and energize us. So we'd like to finish each episode with our personal song recommendation. 
giving you positivity and energy as you launch into your next meeting. It's my choice this week, and I've chosen I Don't Live Here Anymore by The War on Drugs featuring Lucius. Thanks very much for listening. We love you, CBBs, and really appreciate you being here with us. Remember, you've got this. <laughs>